Yes, sir. French, you want to intro us? Wait, is it recording there too? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for Thought. French here with Nolan, and today we got a very special guest here. We're at on his home turf here at Iowa Strength. Is Iowa Strength owner Chris Dunn? Chris Dunn. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. This is your second appearance. Are you the first? You're the first. First double guest. Yeah. First double guest. So you should feel so special. The go. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's been a while since. I feel like it was over a year ago, right? Yeah. A year and a half, maybe? Yeah. It's been a while since we had Chris on the podcast the first time, and you know, it seems like every time I come back here, something's changed, but we've got a little, a little catching up to do, so Nolan, do you want to? Yeah. Or do you, do you want to say anything, Chris, to start off? Introduce yourself a little bit? Excited to be here. Uh, I don't know. I'm no one special. I'm just just a guy that owns a gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what we aspire to be. Um, we... We, you guys probably have a pretty good idea of Chris since we had him on before, but um, I guess uh, we many of the things that I wanted to talk about were a lot of the conversations that we have like five times a week every time I'm in here, and we just go on like 45 minute tangents talking about stuff. But uh, um, I just wanted to start off with something pretty relaxed. So, uh, how's your training been as of late? Good for the most part. Um, I'm a couple months post uh, bodybuilding contest, so I did uh, the Natural Iowa back in May. So I got uh, second place overall there. Took first place in uh, the men's like Mr. Iowa, um, which is cool. Um, missed the pro card just by a little bit, but the guy that won was a better competitor, and he deserved it. Um, Training's been good. I've just kind of been uh, battling a couple little minor shoulder pains and things like that, but not really pushing into the off season too much. I need to get um, just some blood work done and things like that. Just kind of make sure I'm healthy and uh, before we kind of push into really increasing the calories and things like that. But train, training's going good and getting strong. Yeah. What does that typically look like post show, like post competition? Is there a pretty long come down from training, getting back into things? I mean, mentally and physically? Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, typically, everyone's a little bit different when it comes to that. Um, actually, I have a video that I recorded already about this that I was going to put on my YouTube, but I haven't gotten around to editing it. Um, but so, I mean, there's a couple of different ways. I like to do what's called reverse diet. So you guys both basically know what reverse dieting is. but. Um, so just kind of gradually increase calories, um, take a, a deload week, usually the week after the show, cycle off the stimulants because in a prep, usually you're on great quite a bit of stims, fat burners, caffeine, things like that. Um, yeah, and then just kind of get back into, into everything and start enjoying life. I usually, you know, I kind of had a, a couple free meals um, or cheat meals or whatever you want to call it um, post-show, like maybe last like three three days after the the contest i i probably had a, a meal off plan here or there but otherwise i basically went back like two weeks um like uh back to my diet like two weeks out from my show and um just kind of went back to that and just got back on track after my few meals and try to keep it tight trying to get too fast some people just go right into it though pull off season right away immediately um, for me, I just turned into a freaking water buffalo if I tried doing that. Yeah. And I don't think it's extremely healthy going from like, you know, maybe a 1800 to 2000 calorie diet to, you know, 3000, 4000 calories right off the bat. Yeah. So it's a big change. Yeah. It's, it's probably, probably easier, easier mentally, mentally too, too to, to just be somewhat on the same path after, after so, so that, that, I mean, if you get, get a taste for some of those cheat meals after, then you might just start going off the rails a little bit. It, it is. And like, it's, it's kind of a, we can swear. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of a mental fuckery too. <laughs> so like you're at your yes, that me, last time too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at your absolute leanest you've probably ever been or ever will be, you know, for a bodybuilding show. And it's like, yeah, you want to enjoy um, a meal off or you know, spend time with friends, family. For me, it's definitely my wife and you're trying to catch up and, and do things and almost make up for the lost time and and try to make up for being selfish for three, four months. And then, but on the other hand, you 
um, don't really want to go back to you know just looking like a turd right either you want to try to stay lean keep those shreds like and really kind of maximize at least for me um, so it's you know reintroducing some of those protein or some of those carbs some of those fats um, you know, sometimes you might actually even look better for, you know, the last, a week, week post show just because you're right. really fuller and then you get really good pumps, really good workouts, things like that and training increases. But Well, I remember, I remember like, like this, this is kind of, I mean, I remember hearing Arnold talk about the first few years he would compete, he would notice he would look better the week after a show. And then the last few years, or, sorry, first few years he won the Mr. Olympia. Then the last few years he would purposely, like, go and, like, Feast before, before the show, the show to, to give, give himself, himself that full look. Yeah, now, that's obviously, obviously I mean, the, the, the game's changed a little bit, but that makes sense. sense. Yeah, and and I mean, part of my issue is too is I, especially this year, I think one of the reasons why I didn't win was I, I came in flat. I took in probably, I think it was like three or four hundred grams of carbs the morning of my show, um, trying to fill out. And a lot. For, for me, like I, I get in my head and a lot of competitors can attest to this. I get in my head and I was like, I'm not lean enough. I'm not lean enough. I don't want to eat too much. I don't want to spill over. I don't want to look too watery or anything like that. So I didn't, I kind of, I did my own carb up a little bit. I kind of talked it over with, with uh, my coach and then he came down the morning of, he's like, oh, you guys are eating. And so like they gave us candy and gave us all, all the stuff in the, our like goodie bags when we was registered for the show or checked in. And I was eating the candy. I was eating like oatmeal. I was eating rice. I was just trying to get as much carbs in as possible. I think the main issue that was though is I was um, just wait. I don't. Know. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I think I think the main issue that I had though was a lot of the carb sources that I was using. Um, were slower digesting. So I had the oatmeal, I had brown rice instead of white rice or jasmine rice. So those carbs I was eating, although you know they were dense, they sat in me and digested a lot slower. So it made me feel a lot fuller. Um, and then so I was getting to the point where I was eating and I was looking better and better, but my stomach is getting full. And I was nervous that I was going to have trouble controlling my stomach. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was nervous that it was going to get bloated. And, and so it was just kind of like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. So right. I kind of had to pick and choose. And, yeah. So do you think it would have been better just to eat more like strictly like sugar, like candy and like simple, just like junky foods like that? Just because they're usually less voluminous? Or I don't what do you think. I think there's a fine line. Um, it definitely when I ate like a couple small fun size candy bars, it definitely made me pop like right away. But also you get that insulin spike, you get that, that pop or that increase. So yeah, you might look better on the short term, but then it, once you get out and start posing and start sweating, you're going to sweat it all out right away. And I'd be afraid that I would look really, really good. And then I'd flatten out anyways. So I think like I'm more, more moderate or maybe even a blend of carbs would be something that might, might have been beneficial for me. Um, so I think, you know, I think candy definitely isn't the solution. Yeah. Um, but I think we're a white rice, jasmine rice, something a little bit faster digesting, but not, you know, super, super high glycemic like sugar would be okay. beneficial. But. And how does like liquids play into that? Because I know some people like on the morning of their show, like, because I don't know if you do like a water load and then I know some people like they're really conscious of like how much water because they don't want to feel bloated. They're just kind of yeah. sipping it as they need it. Um, What's that like? So for, I did a water cut a little bit for my first show. Um, so basically, if I remember right, I think like the Sunday or Monday before my show, I think I was drinking, drink up to like three gallons of water a day. It was a lot of fucking water. And then as the week progressed, my water consumption decreased, my carbs increased. Um, basically, carbs and sodium pull water into the body. You guys know this. Um, so the more the more carbs that you bring in, the more water that's going to be pulled in. Well, hindsight, you know, if you're lean enough, the water isn't really going to get stuck between you know your your muscle and your fat, or like sorry, uh, yeah, between your muscle and your skin, um, if you're lean enough. So there's no there's no fat there to hold it in. So really, if I, I if I when I do it now or more recent years when I've done it, 
Um, we basically just keep everything pretty consistent. We the water usually stays the same. I don't cut water. I don't really load water. I keep my sodium as high as I can possibly stand to do it. Um, and then my carbs are usually fairly moderate throughout the week and probably and usually bump up a little bit towards the end, close to the show to help fill me out. So okay, because I was kind of curious if like drinking like Gatorade or some like sports drink with a lot of sugar would have any impact. Um, but is it kind of like the candy yeah. bars where you're gonna? It's yeah. gonna be short lived. I think I think it would. Um, so I didn't I didn't have any Gatorade to drink before my show. If I did, I definitely would have drank it. Um, I had some essential amino acids, BAAs, um, which had some sodium, some potassium in it. So I was actually drinking a ton of that instead. Um, so I really think that did help. Um, but I don't know. yeah, so I think Gatorade could definitely be beneficial though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. I guess another question I had was how many times, I mean, there's probably a physical limit and preference to how many times a year you can compete, whether it's like two or three or once, but mentally, like, what is that like for you having all these other responsibilities, especially as a gym owner? Cause like you talk about like the week after the show, cutting stimulants, like I know when I cut stimulants, it's on my, my D-load week, week and, and I hope that I don't have anything going on that week, mentally I'm just bogged down. Yeah. And I, you, don't you don't really have, have that, that liberty because you have so many other things to do. Yeah, I mean, it was, this time around was was a lot different just because I was solely just working for myself um, instead of having to work a nine to five job, run a business and everything else on top of it. Um, but, uh, so you, you asked a couple questions. So, um, you know, for, for me, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, I chose to do it. It's your job. And yeah, I mean, if, if anything else is going to be beneficial for, for my business when I compete, um, as far as the number of times that a person can do it, that's really up to them and their body and how fresh they are going, where are going into it. I think um, 2020, I, I trained pretty much or prepped all, almost all of 2020 for what was supposed to be two shows. Um, one of them got postponed and then I ended up dropping from it just because they didn't have a date determined. Um, and I was, it was just, I it wasn't gonna hold like basically, you know, my contest shape for weeks on end because that's not good for anyone to do, especially, um, you know, below 5% body fat. Right. Uh, so, but, so I basically trained for two shows in 2020. Um, there are a lot of people though, like if, and I almost did it myself. There are a lot of people that if they don't maybe get the placing that they wanted to out of one show, if there's another one like a week or two weeks after that, then they might jump in and do that show as well, hoping for a different result. Um, and I almost did that after my show this year, but I just decided, like, I called it off. Like, I had other things planned. I had other things set, you know, uh, in stone, and I just didn't really want to keep pushing it back and... Um, you know, my wife was very supportive, thankfully. Um, big shout out to her, but she told me that if I wanted to, like, she'd be there with me and support me. But um, at the end of the day, I just decided I'd call it. I didn't really want, for me personally, I didn't really want to do a second show and risk getting the same result that I did previously. Um, I just kind of wanted to start over and go back to the drawing board. But, right. Oh, um, I know French was going to ask you about that. That difference between uh, the 2020 and recently, you having a little change in, the, in your nine to five. I know French wanted to ask about that. Yeah. So what? I mean, before you were working, you know, a regular probably 40 hour work week about plus the gym on top of that, and then you were able to step away from that. How is how have things changed? Being able to focus solely on the gym and not quite having to worry about that. Is it more stressful? Less stressful? Just a different type of stress? Can I go into that a little bit? Yeah, it's a little bit both. I mean, I, I was kind of to the point where I knew I was going to have an end date with my former job just because the headquarters is being relocated and I opted not to um, go along with that transition. Um, in the end, though, it was, it was kind of time for me to leave just a little bit early, um, probably by about a year or so, just mainly because of uh, a lot of things that were going on there. I was actually working closer to 50 or 60 hours a week. Oh, wow. Um, about seven days a week. Um, uh, I'd wake up, stumble down in my office at home, five o'clock in the morning at work until 4.30, 5 o'clock. 
I'd come to the gym and try to do something, but you know, you can only have a few hours and then I usually go home, try to see my wife, eat, eat again, um, and then go back to work for maybe an hour or two. So um, I really think it was, it's been a big benefit um, for many things. You know, business has definitely grown in the last year since I've been doing this full time. I feel like I'm able to develop better relationships, not only with my customers, because I'm seeing customers that I usually didn't see before because I'm here at different times I wasn't uh, previously. But I feel like I've been able to build better relationships with my employees um, as well, instead of like, you know, showing up maybe two hours after their shift started or leaving early or this or that. And I'm actually able to be here and be more hands on with a lot of things. Um, I've definitely been able to improve on some things that I kind of felt like I was neglecting um, previously as well. So um, it is still stress. You just kind of, it's kind of about, about how you handle and maintain that stress. Uh, Nolan and I have had a conversation off camera about, about that. Um, it's, I, is it more, is it less? It's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, it's, it's more pressure, I feel like, because this is my primary source of income. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't have that safety net of a day job to fall back onto. Um, nor do I ever really want to go back to yeah. a nine to five or to someone else. Um, but I will if I have to, but I don't see that happening. Um, you know, it, it's at first it was like when I basically resigned, I kind of had one of those moments. I'm like, oh shit, I actually did that. I knew what I wanted to pay. Knew I wanted. I wanted to pay myself. I just didn't know where the money was going to come from. Because um, a lot of the money that I paid in the gym, I reinvested back into. I mean, I only paid myself about, I think, in total, maybe like a couple thousand dollars over like eight years that I've worked here. So Jeez. it wasn't. It wasn't much. Um, but I think that's that's pretty evident. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's pretty evident if you're a member here for more than a couple months because I mean constantly there's there's upgrades and new additions and even just reorganizing stuff. I mean it's it's very evident in, in how things look around here. Yeah, you see the evolution for sure, especially from your first location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and even after I. I started doing this full time. Like, fortunately, my wife, you know, has a great job and is very supportive. Uh, and I basically went uh, a couple, three months without really paying myself after I went full time. And I just wanted to build up, start, you know, continue to build up cash flow and things like that, and really figure out like what my position in the company was going to be, um, like what my routines was going to be, and how how I really want to structure a full time salary for myself. Like that, so, yeah, yeah. What? So you talked about kind of the pressure of being, because I mean, you have a job, put in the hours, you get the paycheck every two months, pretty much, or every two weeks. Yep. And now it's kind of all on you, and you're also responsible. You know, you give a few employees, you're responsible for paying them. Is it? Was it? Sorry, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, is it more? Obviously, it's pressure. Is it like? Is that? motivate you does that scare you a little bit a little bit of both how is it like waking up in the morning being like ah oh, yeah i get to do what i want to do but at the end of the day it's all on me i gotta make things happen i feel yeah i feel extremely fortunate to be able to just wake up and literally do what i wanted like how many people can actually say that they're living the life they want to live that they are basically doing something uh, everything that they're doing is on their own terms and basically everything that is going on around their life, they built. Like, I'm super fortunate. I mean, I've had a lot of help in this, obviously. Like, I had, you know, this is part of that I originally started this, this gym with. And, you know, he, he was great. You know, unfortunately, he's no longer with the company just because of, you know, he had a lot of things going on in fire instead of fire. But, you know, it was just besides, you know, something great to start out with. I mean, I have, we have a ton of awesome customers, a big fan base, I and mean, we have people from around the country that you know support us and follow us and message us buy stuff online or whatever it is. So um, really fortunate. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely very motivating because I know that I'm not the only one that's reliant on the gym. Like I have employees that rely on, you know, that pay them and that 
the pitch and everything like that. So we all kind of work together with each other. So I'm, I'm more motivated to, you know, make sure that I can get my employees and I am myself. So um, it's it, it, kind of the way things go is um, the first, first thing that I do is I pay, make sure that my employees are paid no matter what. So, um, you know, if, if we had, you know, a down month or down week or something, I'll, I'll at least like make sure they can be paid. And then if, if there's anything left over, then yeah, maybe I'll give myself a little bit. There's been plenty of weeks and months and even years like that I've I paid my employees and I didn't pay, pay myself. Um, but so it's, it's, it's definitely a motivation there just to make sure that aware that I have other people relying on me. I mean, COVID was really evident to, you know, obviously we all kind of had struggles with COVID, but there was, I had people messaging me like so frequently during our, when we were shut down for that month and a half, basically saying like, I missed Jim so much, that was my stress reliever, lost, like I'm in a dark place, I'm in a bad place, and I was just like, hey, like I'm right there with you. You know, like fortunately, fortunately, I was, I was able to work out here, but I was, I was working out alone, so I, like, I wasn't in here with my people. Right. So, so it, it felt dark, dark and empty, empty right. just alone. But, but, so, so, I mean, it, it, was, it was just like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things that, like, I think, I think a, lot a lot of people that, you know, even that aren't, you know, aren't working here or obtaining an agent that still, like, are getting a benefit from the gym. It's super humbling to really... Think, think that, that we're, we're able to make, make that, that kind of a, I guess, an impact on different people. Was it a similar <laughs> scare talking about transitioning from, you know, having a day job to full time here? Was it a similar scare to when you started it? Or because I know you talked about when you started it, it was kind of like a, almost like, I mean, not not to assume, but it was almost like a fuck it thing. It was almost like the guys you were talking, I mean, from the way you told me in the past. Was, was it, it a similar, similar scare, scare or, or was this scarier scare, or, or is it just, just you're, you're kind of dull to the to the to, the, to that, that now because you've been, been running this for so long? I think I'm a little dull to it in a sense where I take a lot of things a lot of things less personal and it's a lot of it is black and white. It's it's factual based instead of like it's still very emotional. But, but it's, it's, it's a lot of it's more. I make a lot of decisions and a lot of things based more on facts and evidence versus on emotional emotions and feelings, feelings. that makes make sense, sense. Um, in, in the beginning, beginning it was very very, very emotional um, it, was, it was a passion it was excitement there was definitely nervousness but i was again i started this with something else so not all the pressure and stress was on me the whole time so i felt like we kind of had each other there um where it wasn't quite as stressful um it was it was, it was a little bit more stressful for me uh to, to go full time, I feel like, like just because I felt, you know, know as, as a man, man and being married, I feel, I feel like, like I have my job to provide as well to, 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 to um, you know, get back to the relationship and, 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 and on a monetary way, way and time, time and things like that. that. But, but <laughs> so there is definitely, definitely that pressure. pressure. Um, but, but it was also nice because, because we already had, had an established business. We already have established customers, customers. Um, you know, people, people returning, returning uh, you know, to, into, into the gym to buy merchandise, renewing memberships, staying with us. us you know, versus, versus in the beginning, we, we didn't, didn't have recurring income. We, we were just open to the gym and just like, uh, uh, hopefully people show up. up. You know? So, so that, that, that was also really scary because we didn't know exactly where the money was going to come from, how much money. I was like, cool, we're going to open up the gym, we're going to start coming, and like, I'll probably be able to job because that's not how this is. That's not how that worked at all. But So, I mean, they're probably pretty even in a sense as far as like fear or scare nerves or things like that, but it was different. Yeah, I think, I think COVID, COVID was still probably one of the most stressful times. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I lost, lost days, days of sleep over that because, because that, that was like, like I, first and foremost, I made sure that none of my members, members were having to pay um, I froze all memberships and paused everything. I had a few really good members that like refused to let me pause their memberships. So, appreciate that. So, but like, I didn't have like, 
know, a month, month and a half, basically, half of the income, except for we were, we were able to keep our nutrition store open because we're selling food, supplement products, which, which so that, so that was kind of like a, a, a you know, a loophole there. But I bring in like big discounts, big deals, and stuff like that, trying to get people. Door. Like, like, really dropping stuff off of people's houses and driving across town, town and all kinds of stuff. stuff. But, but um, so, so that, 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 that was kind of the most stressful part. part. Um, I, would I would say, say today, today, but. Would you say training kind of helps you keep grounded throughout? Because the entire, the entire process of owning a business, I mean, from what it sounds like, has to be extremely stressful. At the very least, just in the back of your mind at all times. Would you say training kind of helps keep you clear your head and keep you grounded? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. It does certainly now. Um, unfortunately, I'm able to schedule a lot of my personal, like a lot of my training when I have employee here. Um, which is nice. In the beginning, that wasn't a luxury I could afford. Um, so when I would, you know, previously, if I was working a nine to five. When, when, I, when I when I was at work, work that's, that's when, when it was time, time to train. train. That's also the business time, time of the day, day. Um, or business time in the gym. So, so that's, that's when, when I needed, needed to be available to help my customers, customers as well. So, so that, that and for, for a long, long time, time, I don't want to see it was frustrating because I knew what I was getting myself into. the gym, but it was training wasn't as much of a stress reliever as it was like just trying to work out in between helping customers and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's also like a lot of distraction that you with training and gym that you own because you might be working, working on something and be like, hey, this is like quite cool, right? right? Oh, I see, I see a loose bolt. You start fixing it and then you get that you're actually working out. Or you see the dirt on the floor so you go clean something like full towels between you do laundry between sets and then it's like, shit, like what the hell is it doing? Like I was supposed to be done to work out like an hour and a half and go still lifting. So, unfortunately, now I can pretty much, you know, shut a lot of things off, off and yeah. just for, for that, that hour, 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 really, really focus on me. So, so now, now it is a huge, huge stress relief. For sure, it always has, has been, but it's even more so now. Where it's just like, like that, that, is, is, that is my, my hour, that's my hour and a half. I no longer have to feel selfish about, you know, nodding at a customer instead of actually having a whole conversation or something like that. And everyone in here is awesome. They all understand, like, um, they, don't they don't have, have the, the same feelings, feelings I do. Like, it's, it's just, just like, I'm the one that kind of takes things a little bit more personal um, and, and, and probably thinks it. Anyone else? Any other customers or see me or lifting probably and think, like, cool, like, you know, Chris is out. For me, it's like, I don't want to get in some way. Like, I don't want to use equipment that someone else wants to use, things like that. So I just try to step myself in order. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, like, small business owners, how... Do you, especially since you quit your job, have you made, or like over the years, do you make an effort to build relationships with other small business owners around the community, or are you just like too busy, or what are your, because I know like supporting each other's small businesses, that's a huge thing. Do you, do you like try to build those relationships or go out of your way to like support other local businesses? Yeah, I mean, like, I, do I do it? I'm probably not. We've had a lot of support from. You know, just, just the community in general, general especially, especially you know, small business owners. I try to do a majority, uh, majority of my business to small business owners. Um, even, even if it's like, like hardware or parts or something that I might need, like stuff, stuff. Like, like I'll go, you know, to, to hardware hangers or something like that uh, in town and just really support people that have previously supported us or things like that. So yeah, definitely. Never, never community is obviously really, really important, important. Uh, especially, especially in a small community. It's just trying to like pass things on. on. Like we do, we do have, have a handful of small, small business owners in town that do come here for Chichester, which is awesome. awesome. And one of one of the one of the businesses we have a deal with out where they get discounted tanning and things like that. And so we we kind of work with other other small business owners just kind of promoting stuff. And they have like there's someone new or I'm talking to someone looking for something. I definitely try to send them someplace. Local versus like a big store out, out of town. So I think I think it's just all of us working together. It's really important. I mean, I I had the opportunity to I serve three three year term on the board member of Chamber of Commerce. So our sole like objective was to support small business shop local and really really try to put money back in the community that's supporting us. So yeah, that's awesome. I know. Especially during COVID, that was probably, you know, unfortunately, there was a lot of small businesses that kind of went under. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, you guys made it through, but I know that's 
it's, it's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and people, people would purposely just come to the gym, gym and just like, buy a protein bar and just a basic support of us. And they would, they would tell, tell us that, that. and like, we, we couldn't, couldn't be more thankful for that. Um, so, you know, and, and it's something that my wife and I did during, during that whole COVID situation was we, we would go at least once a week, and it was usually on Wednesday night, um, after, after I leave the gym, um, we would go to like a local restaurant or something to do takeout and just to kind of support them and, and try to pump a little bit of money back, money back into the part of like economy too. So, do you think that it's, I, I mean, obviously it's all in how you look at it, but do you think it's an advantage to be in like a somewhat smaller town so that you have a, a tighter knit sense of community? Because, like, I mean, I don't know. I would, I would say, say most people, people from independence like are aware of Iowa strength and so many people have relationships with it as opposed to a big city where yes you might get a little more foot traffic but it's harder to, to develop that sense of community yeah uh i mean it's it goes both ways so you definitely don't get the individual like relationship or rapport that you can build with when you have as many people coming in. And I experienced that after COVID, when we were able to reopen back up, we had people traveling all over the country, or not country, sorry, all over the state to come in and work out because we were the only gyms open in the area. And we had people coming from Chicago, like up in Wisconsin, um, Nebraska, all over the place to come train here, which is awesome. But we had like 250 years more members for a small gym like us. That's a lot. Like we at the at the beginning, so that was twenty. That was in the middle of like summer twenty twenty. In twenty nineteen was when we first hit over hundred members. Like December twenty nineteen, we hit over hundred members. So we literally over doubled in size and members in like about six months, and it was it was overwhelming. But also on the other hand, it was like it made me feel bad because I met so many people. I couldn't keep anyone straight. I couldn't remember names. I. It was just like you see one person come in, you see another person leave. It was just like it was a lot. Um, so I do like the the aspect that it can be a lot more personal. We are a little bit more close in community, very very supportive group. Um, you know, I feel like you know, there's always that small town stuff where you know I try to see out the gossip and stuff like that. You know, you, you can't you, you'll get gossip and stuff even in big towns, but like. You know, aside, aside from, from, you know, the little small town stuff that goes on, yeah, I love it. Like, um, you know, every, I wouldn't say everyone knows about the gym because I, I had a kid that came in maybe a month ago and he's like, bro, I didn't realize there was a supplement store in Independence. Right. He came up on my YouTube page on TikTok and I'm like, cool, like, yay, TikTok. Like, I fucking hate TikTok. But um, it's, it's a necessary evil and I'm glad you found out about us. But like, the day of like just posting stuff on Facebook is kind of over. We have to, we have to continue to um, you know market ourselves even even closely in our community. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have like the revenue, the increased revenue stream or foot traffic that we'd have in a big community. But then in all, also in a bigger community, there's more competition. You have to you have to take into consideration also your um, other overhead costs like rent and things like that. Or else it's usually going to be a lot higher too. So. Yeah, it's kind of a give and take. Yeah, I I know not to repeat the conversation we had a couple days ago, but I mean TikTok and just a lot of these emerging like ways of promoting uh, yourself and your business are just becoming more and more prevalent now. Do you find that it's like really hard to keep up with that and to to just even have a desire to keep up with that? It does it excite you? Uh, does it excite me? <laughs> no. Uh, if I could, I would get off of social media 100% yeah. and never, never go back. Um, I'm, a, I'm an introverted person 100%. Yeah. Um, like when I'm, when I'm in the gym, this is like my place. But like when I'm going to, like to, to Fairway or the grocery store or someplace like that, like I like shut down, my yeah. head's down. <laughs> yep. I don't look at people. I try to make, make eye contact. And then usually like I hope I don't come off as an asshole, but I'm just sitting there do. Um, but it's not that I don't want to talk to people, it's just because I kind of have like some social anxiety. Um, so like, it's, it's always doing the social media thing and being in front of cameras is always a struggle for me. Um, it's a lot easier after doing it for eight and a half years, of course. Um, but I, it's, it's one of those things, it is very, very hard to keep up with the trends. The other thing that I think that I struggle with is 
um, just not sometimes, sometimes come up with content, content, but also just like the desire to want to. Like, there's times yeah. I'll, I'll just be mentally over it. Like, it's just like I, I need a break from social media just like anything else. Where, you know, I, I, I really cut back on the amount that I post on, you know, our, our gym's page and even my personal sometimes, but also like. I have some personal obligations with, with, you know, with companies and stuff like that that I'm supposed to be posting every day or posting weekly or monthly or whatever it is. And, and so it's, it's that thing that kind of just become exhausting. And I feel like the, the, the biggest thing that's almost a frustration is everyone's a fucking influencer now. Um, everyone, everyone knows the exercises that you have to be doing. You know, any person that's, and I'm probably going to offend some people here, but Every motherfucker that's lost a little bit of weight now is like some Instagram, expert. Instagram TikToker. They can, you know, sell their programs and yes, yeah. advice. I, and I, I just I wanted to bring that up because that's exactly what I wanted you to say. And you know, we've we've all three of us had. I'm just, I'm just gonna sip my water. Yeah, you sip it. Uh, we've all three had this conversation so many times, but it's just so frustrating when, you know. It, it, it well first to, first to backtrack, I totally understand what you're saying because like we've I've told Francis and I've told you this like I I hate like putting stuff out there contrary to what some people might believe because I mean now I'm doing it a little bit more but it's like to me that I mean it, it gives off that like almost like a pretentious like self-absorbed vibe but it's you you almost have to do that now and then second part like talking about these people I mean. Like, French and I know, like, we're, like, pursuing this with a passion. Like, we're taking steps. This is, like, our career. And then, like, now everyone has a fitness page attached to their normal account. And then they're, like, this is the only way you can do this. And you have to follow my my way or the highway. And it's just, like, exhausting to see as someone who, like, dedicates, like, your life to this. You know, take it with a grain of salt, too. Like, you know... There, there's there's something you can I truly feel like and I we can go off on a tangent and talk shit about people or want that's not what I want to do, but like there's something that you can learn from everyone. Right. It doesn't matter what what stage or phase or that they're in their journey. Right. Um, but like, you know, I would just say pick and choose if it's if it's based around a specific company or thing. I would probably avoid it a little bit more if it's saying that you have to take this product, wear this, yeah. wear this accessory, wear these leggings or these sweatpants or this hoodie. Then I'd probably stay away from it. You know, it's I I, I feel like there's definitely a lot of genuine people out there, and like even the people that are associated with a supplement company or with a clothing brand or. Uh, fitness app or, or you know, exercise equipment company or a gym. Like we all, I feel like everyone wants to help people. Yeah. But like you gotta like almost take like the personal agenda out of it. Yeah. And really make sure that what you're posting and the content and the things that you're doing is helping other people versus just feeding your ego right. or feeding likes, follows, clicks, you know, views. Because I feel like that. That's, That's one of the things, things that, like, it, I hate about social media so much is, um, you know, the things that get the views are you, you are extreme. Yeah. So, like, it's it's like now the things that are getting views are people pulling big weights, which I love that. I love seeing, like, big numbers hit. But now these kids are, like, week after week after week trying to pull big numbers, hit PRs instead of build, 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 build test. They're testing, 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 and you see more and more people getting injured. Yeah. Or you see people getting on SARMs or yeah. hormones or even anabolics at a young age because they want to be the biggest jack person in the gym or in their grade or in school or whatever it is. When that, you know, good fucking luck, you know, in your 30s, you yeah. do something like that. Or you see, you know, guys. Know, wearing around the gym, their shirts off, or girls hiking their legs all the way up, and you can see their camel toe or whatever. You know, and they're in their craft. Which you know, if you want to do that, cool. If you got it, want it. But like, make sure that's actually you. And you're not just doing it. You know, hiking the, the legs up or taking your shirt off for one set, putting it back on. No, like, 
you better have that thing off for the whole freaking workout yeah. like, because you want to because you're comfortable not because you're just doing it for views and attention but like i think as a society we kind of feed into that you know you you get up when i first signed up on tiktok for the gym page like all i saw i i seriously thought tiktok was just fuck boys and girls shake their ass that's that was the only thing i that's the only, that's the only thing that popped up and i'm like like my wife would see like like TikTok, she's like, "What the hell are you watching?" I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to work this thing yet. Like, I'm just like trying to figure it out." And that's all you see because that's how the algorithm is playing into it because of all the views and attention is getting. So instead of getting real good quality content, I feel like we're just seeing um, a lot of uh, a lot of people's highlight reel instead of just a realism. So yeah, no, that. I mean, that's you know, I, that's like that's social media like in a nutshell. Like people don't show. The lowlights, they show the highlights, and it sucks. Like, it's the best and the worst thing about social media. Like, anyone with an iPhone can literally get like internet famous just because they look a certain way or they like polarizing stuff sells. Like, if you're like bland and in the middle, which often is the stuff that actually works over the long term. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's me. Yeah, like the simple shit that works. I, I three views for a video. Yeah, but like. Because it's not, you know, radical or polarizing, people don't want to see that. And it's probably because, you know, it just doesn't stand out. And unfortunately, anyone with decent genetics and/or an asshole of steroids can make you think that they're, you know, a doctor when really they're just, you know. And I'm, I'm gonna say I'm guilty as guilty of it as the next person. Yeah, I think so we all are to an extent. It's, it's not judgment. And I, I will have to say like two things that I have to say here is I love the stuff that you guys have been posting. Like, you've, you've been, been killing, killing it with just content after content after content. A little, little jealous because some of the shit that you're talking about stuff that I wanted to talk about, I just haven't gotten around to this. Hey, that's you. Hey, everybody um, talks about the same shit. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, but fuck no. you, French. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And the, the fact that, like, I've known you guys for a good amount of time, and I know you're in it for the right reason. Like, even the podcast, you don't make anything off of this. You know, hey, we get like 12 bucks pending on Anchor ad. Talk to me, nice. Sponsor us. We're going to come in with Louis Vuitton mics next time we're here. Sure. Just pull up. Remember that sponsor. I don't think that's the same. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. But so, like, you guys are doing it for the right reason. Giving good quality content. Like, you know, you have. A variety of different exercise and a lot of nutrition, more scientific. And I'm not saying you know scientific, but like a lot of stuff that both of you guys have, because I'd say is more scientific, scientific and Jesus Christ, scientific <laughs> and factual based um, stuff. Where a lot of like the stuff I do is bro science, honestly, just because I don't have a formal education. It's like I'm, I'm in school for business and marketing, like not for fitness at all. And like, a lot of stuff that you do is, is really good, like, because you post, like, hey, my top three tricep exercises or whatever this is, and it's a lot of exercise-related stuff. You don't really, I can, I can tell your passion, your passion is more in the, the movement and fitness, and yours is kind of like an overall whole, but it almost looks like you want to you dig more into the nutrition and the almost, like, mindset aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, sorry, sorry you know, but I think, I think it's good, I mean, because we're talking about these people who are, we might don't think do it the right way, but I think it's good that, I mean, you're providing a perspective for someone who's actually going out and doing it. I mean, you have competitive experience in in bodybuilding. I mean, you have experience with all of this stuff. But, like, what, what I think, you know, to go back to, like, you're talking about you have to take it with a grain of salt, I think people, not all people have bad intentions. So, like, when they're posting this stuff that, may not be like scientifically back or whatever it is. That's not really the stuff that bothers me. It's the people that say, this is the only way you can do this. And, or the people who, you know, like French said, they might be genetically gifted or, you know, they might be on something. And I mean, they're starting to push stuff. And like you said, like, I know, cause like I, you know, I've helped out, I helped out at a high school before these kids are on TikTok. Like I know, like, they're seeing that, like you said, with, with people pulling big numbers. They're trying to go to the gym and pull big numbers every day. They're talking about SARS. They're talking about, oh, well, you got to do this to get big. And, like, that's the stuff that can be harmful. They ask, they ask me about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I own a supplement store. So, like, hey, like, do you 
do you have anything for like muscle? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Uh, couple of things. Like I like you know like getting pill stuff or you know, like shots. Yes. What, what kind of pills are you look for? Like, do you guys do like SARMs or pro hormones? Like if, if they like, and oftentimes they don't have the the courage to ask for it directly. So I'll be like, hey, I have like this muscle builder, this, and and but then usually my follow up is, how much are you eating? Oh, I eat a lot. Okay, cool. What's a lot? Oh, I eat breakfast, you know, cereal, and then I eat lunch at school, and then I go eat home. jelly sandwich. Yeah, I go home and I eat supper. Cool. What else? Oh, that's it. But I eat a lot. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you want to get bigger, you want to grow, like, you got, like, double that. It also went to bed at 2 a.m. Yeah. watching TikTok, yeah. too. Oh, I see that, too. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't like seeing this. I don't want to pick on anyone. But, like, I'll see people, like, you know, they come in here cracked out, 16 years old, 17 years old, cracked out, pre-workout. They'll come in, buy an energy drink. Like, yeah, I'm going to drink this time. I'm like, hello. It's fucking six o'clock at night. What are, you, what are you doing drinking energy drink on a school night for? I didn't know people did that until I went to college and I roomed with yeah. a guy who could drink a monster like or a bang at like eight p.m. But he was also a night owl. It was yeah. just it just bad. Well, I can do that and go to sleep, but I guarantee, like, even though I slept, I guarantee my sleep was worth shit. Yeah. So like, I still try to even now, like, unless I'm really dragging. Like today, I had energy drink at two o'clock because I knew we were doing this. Yeah, honestly. Um, so I kind of push it back, but if I have caffeine, I try to not have caffeine even afternoon. Yeah. Right. Unless I'm, that's I know I'm not doing something. That's what I try to do. So, and like, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's, it's the people's fault that do this. I just don't think we're educating people well enough. Like, well, that's the, sorry, that, that I, I want to go back on something real quick. Um, even like the people that are like pushing, you know, clothing or pushing supplements or a program or this or that, I don't even necessarily think it's their fault. I think it's the companies that are getting that they're getting wrapped up into and tied up into. They're really good at marketing and saying like, oh, this is the only way to lose weight, or this just like what you're saying, like this you have to have this product to be able to bench this much weight, or you have to have this belt or this like, uh, you know, supplement. It's, it's like, like that's, that's not right. right. Like you need you need to focus on the training first. You need to focus on the nutrition first. Everything else is supplementary. Like the gear is supplementary. Like gear as in equipment is supplementary. The supplements obviously are supplementary. So, but yeah, and and I don't like like I, like I said I don't blame I don't blame a lot of the people because like I I mean I went through the same thing where like. I was doing crazy workouts when I was like a freshman in high school and I was, I wanted to try all these supplements. So it's not like it's their fault, but it's a lot of the time it's, it's what we push because that's the stuff, that's the flair that's more exciting. So the frustrating part, like me and French have talked about this as like, I mean, I hate to even say this, but as like content creators or at least people that put out content that we want it to be somewhat educational is you want it to have some merit and you still want it to grab people's eye, but that's really hard to do when you're just selling stuff that's very like people don't want to hear that. Oh, guess what you have to do to get better? Well, you have to work hard, and they're like, well, what's the shortcut though? Yeah, everyone wants a pill, but like, and I'm not saying you can't take the pill. Yeah, but just make sure you're dotting my T's and crossing your eyes. Yes, I said that backwards. Um, just make sure you're doing all, all your due diligence. Make sure your eating is on is on point. It's not like eating is hard, yeah, to like try to get in enough calories, but you're gonna just waste your money and spin your wheels if, if you don't eat enough. The same thing if you don't sleep enough. Same thing if you if you don't train enough or train too too much. Like I think a lot of people actually work out way too much than they really need to be. You know, you see people in the gym seven days a week, like. Drop that down to like four, maybe five, and, and I think you're gonna see a lot more um, uh, results just from strength or even even size, just because your body's able to actually rest and recover. Right. So like, do those three things first, and then maybe take like a muscle growth supplement. Like you know, there's a lot of natural supplements. I'm mean, me being a natural for now. Uh, you know, uh, just. I'm not trying to push like the, the natural stuff, but like at a young age, like a lot of things can fuck your hormones. Oh yeah. So 
you know, say, do, do like the more natural stuff, like some of the stuff that works better than like some of the crap that you, you buy illegally anymore. Like it's, and then salt plant-based stuff that's all natural, non-hormonal, helps, you know, there's proven research and studies versus, you know, the SARMs or the pros that are mixed up in some dude's bathtub in, in Russia. So it's just, you know, do due diligence and, and do everything you can and maybe run with it for like a year or so and then take start taking something at that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with people taking steroids or people marketing themselves. Like, as long as you're not lying about it. Like, yeah, don't, don't fake it. Yeah, don't fake it. Like, uh, own up to it. Okay. Like, dude, you probably still look better than 99% of people. Like, yeah, if I ever, if I ever hop on, you're gonna fucking know it. Yeah, like, just be upfront and honest. Like, no, you're not fooling anybody. And also, I mean, I think there's a time and place. I think a lot of people who, you know, in, I mean, again, I, I don't think this is bad. Like, you can do whatever you want with your own body. But there's a lot of people who are like, I want to get on, but they don't have any real long-term ambition with some of this stuff. They really just want the quick fix, and you know. Again, you can do whatever you want, but there's, I don't know. Think long-term when it comes to, I mean, yeah. What are you going to do when you're 25, 30 years old and you're no longer lifting, you're no longer on it, and you feel like shit, you look like shit because your body doesn't produce some natural um, hormones, and then you get married, and then you can barely get your dick hard as it is to have sex because your testes so crash, and then your wife wants a kid but you can't because you don't have the ability to reproduce anymore like there's a there's a lot of things that like people aren't don't take in consideration i mean you know at least at least wait until your mid 20s late 30 i'm not i'm not saying like do it but like you know or at least do it if you're gonna do it do it the right way go through a hormone plan go through a doctor go through a coach that's done it like has a reputable coach that's done it um and, and help people you know, if you are going to do something like that, but. And like you said before, make sure you have your X's and O's crossed off. Make sure you got your T's and cross your, cross your eyes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many other, I mean. And if you go to a reputable place, that's what they'll tell you. I mean, they're going to be like, well, is your sleep in check? Like, they're going to check those things off first. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of these coaches, anyways, that like, that, you know, that coach like the top bodybuilders or you know powerlifters or whatever a lot of times they don't even have the drug talk with them like they'll they'll, they'll be like they'll, it's usually in the questionnaire when you work with a coach like are you taking any peds like four stands of drugs but you say yes you say no um but the coach a lot of times doesn't like say hey you're natural like the only way that you're going to be competitive in the npc or the uspa or upa or whatever um is if you you know take bunch of halo and tests or something like that is no it's a lot of times a shitty coach would tell you to get on drugs and, and mask everything with drugs but like a good coach would say hey let's let's do as much with as little as possible and get as, as much natural result uh results naturally as we can you know if you want to make that jump then that's on you you know and then that's when they can probably take over like the, the protocol and stuff like that but at least from what I've seen from people I know that I've talked to, but no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So kind of backtracking on like, you know, obviously as a business owner, you have to market to some extent, right? I mean, whatever you do, whatever platforms, you know, I'm kind of with you on the social media. I probably, I do it because I know it's going to produce, there's more pros and cons for what I want to do, but it's not, you can help more people. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world, but I do it because it's a net positive. Like I didn't even create my Instagram until I think I was like a junior in high school, which was, you know, some kids are getting over there in like sixth grade. So like, how, because I feel like- I was like 25. Yeah, 25. <laughs> I was like, yeah, about? Uh, I think like, you know, you see all these like ads and like spam and stuff like that. And makes you believe like marketing is almost kind of like this taboo bad word that like, you shouldn't do it but at the end like if you want to help more people you can only help as many people as who know about you so like how do you think you can market yourself ethically if like if you will like what do you think that comes down to because i mean there's people like me and Noel were just talking about this like oh like what platforms should we focus on for content and like 
some all of, of them. Exactly. That's what some of the people will be like, all of them. But at the end of the day, some of these like, you know, influencer moguls, they have a team of people that literally like helps them post content multiple times a day on literally every single platform. Videographers. Yeah, like let's get back to the real world for us normal folks. Like we probably can't handle that right away. So like how can you like market yourself in an ethical way for you actually want to help people? The way I like to do it and I not I don't necessarily know if it's the best way or not is I just try to be as genuine as possible. Um, I try to let everyone know like and this isn't an act or anything, but like I'm just a normal freaking person. I'm making this up as I go. You know, this fitness thing, this business thing, the marketing thing, you know, fortunately it's worked so far. Um, but <clears throat> so I, I just think show people the raw stuff. I, I don't like to over edit my images, my videos. I don't care if things are a little rough around the edges because people are going to have more respect to that. They're also going to be able to relate to it a little bit more. So that kind of comes to my next topic is you want to be relatable. People, you know, if I, if I was like, you know, 1% body fat walking around the gym with my shirt off doing exercise saying you need to do this, like, yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get views and people are going to be impressed, probably impressing the wrong people. But when you see your average person, the first thing they're going to think of is, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that because I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be around people that look like that. So you need to be relatable and do, do things, you know, talk, talk in a way where you're not talking over someone. You're not using big elaborate phrases or terminology or words. It's, it's simplifying things, not because people aren't educated. It's just easier to digest and understand. Um, so I just, that's, that's the thing that I try to do, but also you gotta, you gotta do things to switch it up. Um, be relevant, you know, stay consistent regardless of if you're doing YouTube, which it's hard. I have a YouTube channel and I haven't posted anything on it for a few years probably. So like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm full-time business owner. I'm going to get back into YouTube. I'm going to get back into this. Like I had a pretty, I had a pretty decent sized YouTube channel um, for a while. It was, it wasn't my personal one. It was, it was for something else stupid that we did in college. Uh, but so it was like a food eating YouTube. And, <laughs> and so, you know, but we were, we were consistent. We did some crazy, crazy shit, a lot of stupid stuff. And it got a lot of views and that was it. Like, but we didn't have a lot of, like a lot of videos. Like, but, you know, it's just staying consistent, being relatable, speaking in a way where like people can understand and it's concise and, and just being genuine and sticking true, being true to yourself and like what you believe in and not you know, cross over boundaries. I, I, I personally think that you shouldn't be too, um, I guess, do too many things that are going to be like against, I don't want to say against the grain because I think, I think it's great to like bring up topics or bring up conversations that either not a lot of people are doing, um, or that might be contrary to popular belief, you know, like, I could, I could tell you, you know, 20 reasons why you don't need to ever take a fat burner in your life, you know? you know, so that's something like, even though I own a supplement store and I sell fat burners, you don't have to take it. You don't have to do, you know, certain specific things, but it's just something that like a lot of people when they're need to lose weight, they're like, oh, I have to take a product for it, you know, back to that. But so just, just different things like that, that you can kind of introduce people and, and discuss. But yeah, I think that's really important. And I also think like, I mean, sharing other good content too because it's it's all like i mean i learned a little bit about this in marketing like there's so much there's too much stuff out there yes. i mean every everyone and their mother has a podcast now so there, there's too much stuff out there so what i like to do too is, is share as much good content as i can because if at least if people aren't you know getting like what they want from me they can get a good idea of it from another person and then they say hey like we're at least like-minded i like this person and just like supporting other people like who are trying to produce good content too i think is important too yeah that kind of goes back to what i was saying like be relatable but also be someone that people can trust right um and i, I meant to bring that up earlier is there is so much on the internet like yeah you can you know someone you know when someone comes to me like 
I've had people ask before, like, hey, you know, what's the best way to do this exercise, best exercise for this, your best diet or whatever. And like, I might give them my opinion. And I've had other people over here kind of conversations, but like, well, why don't they just fucking Google it? It's like, you go on Google, you get 50 pages oh, yeah. of answers. Like they, they, you know, someone's come